Come and grab your friends. It's time for the final episode of MetaWatch. Maybe. <laughs> At least for MetaBots. Yeah. Hi, my name's Mitch. I use he, him pronouns, and I have a hint of Dr. Flavor. Joining me as always, Colin. Uh, my name's Colin. I use they, them pronouns, and uh, I wish I didn't have teeth. Teeth are bad and horrible. I don't like them. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Did we keep poop tooth in in the episode, or did that get completely cut out? Uh, that got cut out. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Well. Now, now I, I, people are curious as to what they missed. <laughs> I think you mentioned uh, having a tooth issue in one of the episodes. Yeah. And then we cut the next forty-five minutes of recording out. Yeah. Uh, man, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, we don't cut like there. We have we've had some nights where we have cut a lot out and had had a lot of asides. But like you know, I think by and large, uh, most like most episodes I've made in like my memory so far have just have become really cut and dry. Like I set them up, I let them roll, and as long as like the syncing doesn't fuck up, then I just you know I really don't have to do that much like really intense editing at all uh <laughs> it helps that we are uh both naturally very funny and also incredibly on topic at all times so um, and also uh we know how to make sure that our drinking noises don't end up on the mic too bad uh <laughs> <laughs> oh no slurping ugh. slurping jasmine tea is not uh pleasant <clears throat> Welcome to the season finale and ASMR special of MetaWatch. <laughs> yeah, we finished season two. Um, well, I didn't. I'm done with MetaBots. MetaBots is over. <laughs> I have no more episodes of MetaBots left. I finished the series. Congratulations to me. Yeah, congratulations to you. I am simply left in the void for forever now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, real quick, I say this a lot. Um, so, uh, because of all the funniness with everything, uh, between the Japanese, uh, and the, uh, dub here in America, uh, after season two in Japan, Metabots ended and went to a different production company here in, um, and then they started a new show called, uh, Metarot Damashi. And then over here in America, we just called it season three. Yeah. Which, I mean, <sighs> Like, so by the time any of this gets released in America, like, see, like, season three, you know, Metabots Damashi, which is basically, like, it has as many se as many episodes as the first two seasons has. It's basically two more seasons of Metabots, um, yeah. is out. It's, it's all one package. They just fucking release it in America as all as one go. Um, the thing about it, though, and the thing that's wild, and I didn't have any time, uh, as, as people on, you know, People listening to the show may be aware of I am an environmental activist and uh, Earth Day is rapidly approaching. So I, had, I did not have any time to do a lot of extra research like I wanted to because like the air date for Metabee's Last Stand, the, the, the final episode of season two mm -hmm. aired on June 30th. And then the first episode of, of Metabot Damashi uh, airs July 7th, you know, a week later. Yeah, and which like, is yeah, yeah, in tune with how everything else works. Yeah. Now here in America, we had to wait eleven, uh, ten months for our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's something fun. Uh, so Metabots here in America, the first two seasons aired on Fox Kids, as we know. Um, 
I completely forgot that uh, season three or uh, Men About Damashi uh, aired on ABC Family and Toon Disney. Yeah, uh, and specifically the Jetix block of Toon Disney, which yeah. was kind of like their their branded anime thing. Which, like, I seem to remember uh, ABC buying a lot of Fox shows around that time. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I want to say that's that's when Doug got picked up by Disney too, or something, right? Rest in peace. Yeah, um, but like, I don't know. I don't know if because like the original studio uh, for Metabots was B Train. And mm-hmm. they didn't get bought by production IG, but it does seem like one week all of their staff up and left and went to production IG, which is just weird. Uh, so I I really wish that I knew anything about uh, what went down with how this license got brought over, because it's the same fucking people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm excited because I've been going through the list of um, other shows that uh i mean production ig you know does some good stuff um sadly i think metabots is probably their best work <laughs> i mean i mean it's a high note um they did some ghost in the shell they did parappa the rapa which yeah. you know i didn't know um igpx sure yeah whatever uh like production ig does a lot of um like fill like production ig it has a a huge like catalog of stuff they've quote unquote worked on because like a lot of times, you know, a smaller animation studio will, like, contract them to do a bulk of some of their animation work or a lot of their CG or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, uh, uh, like a, a Parappa the Rappa was done in co-production with JC Staff. And I'm sure JC Staff yeah. was the one, you know, kind of, like, doing the writing and stuff. And, like, Production IG just came in to, like, do in-betweens or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... uh if you check out their Wikipedia, almost every single thing they've been on is like with this company, with this company, with this company. So maybe they should have just stuck with making more metabots. <laughs> they should have. Uh... I, I mean, the last thing they may that like, I don't know. I think anyone would care about. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone here likes uh, video games. It's uh, Persona Five, I guess. I think that's how you say it. I don't play video games. Um, so in, I'm not a nerd. So here, uh, I've, I've solved my own puzzle in about two seconds of reading a Wikipedia page. Um, B-Train was originally a subsidiary, subsidiary of production IG. It was like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so it's, it was basically just like a, uh, a animation studio within production IG that was founded by one of the production IG me- uh, members, explicitly, uh, Koichi, um, Mishimo, his goal when founding it was to create a quote-unquote hospital for animators, um, where an animation studio interested in nurturing younger talents and artistic quality could basically like send uh, prospective animators so they could get experience without killing themselves on a really intensive, uh, you know, um, uh, like unit or something of like you know doing Naruto and burning out or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it it makes sense why I guess you know uh, they just they they took it from the farm team and bumped it upstairs. Uh. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a lot of history tied to Metabots. Yeah, for a show with 91 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna break this. Up. We're gonna break season two up into the tournament arc and the non-tournament arc. Uh, episodes of uh, Mitch what really stands out to you before the tournament kicks off as far as metabots so uh 
you know, Japanese episode 30 or English episode 39 and, and back. Uh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, before the tournament arc for this season for me is just been, I mean, for both of us, obviously, because we're jumping around the Japanese production order. Um, at least in the dub, they try to mask it a little bit for like a third of the episodes. The other two <laughs> yeah. years, they just don't try. But on my end, you know, it was played straight. So, you know, this season starts with episode 27, the dub, or episode six in the sub. Yeah. <laughs> the introduction of the rubber robos. So, um, yeah, going back at this list of episodes, um, you know, I think they were pretty hit and miss, a little bit more on the miss side than the hit side. Um, Welcome to Ninja World was fun just because it was, um, um, what's their name? Uh, 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 Studio Trigger. Uh. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, Studio Trigger. I, I kept wanting to say Gynax. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's the other guy. I mean, technically <laughs> correct, but, <laughs> or not technically correct, spiritually correct. Uh. Yeah. Um, uh, Welcome to Ninja World was fun. Um, something about Miss Mimosa, I really enjoyed it just because of how different the episodes were between the two of us. Yeah. Um, but no, the rest it, of them were just kind of, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, love, it, love at first bite. You can't ignore love at first bite. Um, I can ignore anything I want. Love at first, don't, you, love at first bite was like one of the best episodes of this entire show. I have you recorded on record saying that like, if you, if you could, if you only had to watch one episode of, of Metabots, it might be love at first bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's real good. Yeah. Um, I'm um, trying to think of uh, Nobody Home was fucking awful. Uh, mm-hmm. Eat Drink Man Metabot, awful. Which one was Eat Drink Man Metabot? I can't even remember. Uh, the environmental episode that was just actually about a really shitty dude. Was that the one where like the school froze uh, over? No, that was uh, it. Was the one with Kareem? Oh God, yeah, no, yeah, that yeah. One was awful. Uh, oh yeah, because the the school freezing over that was in season once, one. Yeah, okay. no, that was once fraud spitten, twice shy. Okay, that's a decent episode. Um, yeah, there was there was a, <laughs> I don't know, man, there was a fart joke. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even a good one. <laughs> uh, Birds in the Metabees, though, that was a good episode. You got penguins in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was all right. Uh, like I said, I like something about Miss Mimosa just because. <laughs> My version of the show ended up with a stalker and a crime. Yeah. Uh, it was a horror episode. Uh, Skyward Yo, I would have liked better in season one. I think it's a stinker in season two, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, For uh, love of row yeah. battle. I mean, that was, it was a Sam episode and we were so desperate for it. Yeah. Like, like going back now, we got better Sam episodes. Yeah. It's like, it would have been a better season one Sam episode. Like, you know, we kept saying, wow, we're like, really, we, not to, I get, I guess not to get too ahead of ourselves, but like, wow, really, there's no reason that any, like they should have just put these episodes in season one. Uh. Yeah. Um, man, I can't even remember what Nobody Home was. That's a stinker. Uh, Nobody Home was the disgusting one where the, uh, the otaku, uh, stole the mermaid metabot. Oh, yeah. We didn't cover that on the show, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I liked it when it was a mystery and involved a Yakuza guy. Yeah. When it was a Yakuza side story, it was great. And then when the gross otaku appeared, it was very bad. (laughs) Did not like it. Uh, a uh, lot of otaku stuff in this show. Uh, Dance with Mantis was great. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty all right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to it, think. It, it was the beginning of the Koji-Sam relationship. What was Heavy Metal about? I can't remember what Heavy Metal was about. 
Was that the one, that was the one with uh, Crosser Dog? Oh yeah. yeah. That, okay, that one was good. That was good. Yeah. It was. It was fine. It was okay. Uh, it now, been, I'm not trying to be a downer. Like I, yeah. I love Metabots. Like this is a great show. Yeah. Even their bad episodes are usually still pretty good. Um, but yeah, it just compa- I'm coming off of like a six episode straight high. Of, yeah. Like just banger after banger. So going back and looking at like heavy metals, like. Okay, we have be- we've had better spike episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I am really back and forth on because I feel like all of these episodes should have been in the order that they're supposed to be. But then I think about how that would make season two like the first half of it, like like Mother Roll, like Beatlemania and Mother Roll Row Battles is like a pretty decent end. Like that's a good season end. It's a really I feel like it would take the wind out of the tournament a lot though. Um, I, I, I think so if we were doing pure, uh, Japanese order, which I really want to do sometime, just sit down on my own and watch yeah all 52 episodes in order, <laughs> just straight, just a bunch of caffeine, just go for it. Um, no, uh, you, you get a, you know, pretty steady, like, uh, climb in, uh, production, uh, season one. Um, I, I think it's a pretty steady climb and once you get to season two you get like a ramp up to like the evangelion event <laughs> for the mother of all row battles and then it sharply shoots back down <laughs> and like like it's still pretty high with like 15 minutes of shame and then it just kind of like wobbles for a bit and then you get to the terminate arc which ramps things back up again and then just when you think they're about to go back down, they just shoot out of nowhere. <laughs> so the tension is a little bit more all over the place, I would say, in the season two during production order. But um, just looking at the episodes in production order. Um, not, I, not to give more evidence as to why we, we should go with the, the English release order, but Mitch, think about how little you have to think about Rentaro when his episodes are so spaced apart. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that is one of the questions I actually wrote down in my notes that I completely forgot about. <laughs> hey, Colin? Yeah? What was up with Rintaro? I mean, like, we got him in two episodes, and then he was just a background character. Yeah, he really, like, he, it does not make sense that he was never a Space Metafighter X. Like, he figures yeah. into, into one, um into like one single like plot important episode with the the whole like Patra Joe stuff and that's it. Yeah. After <laughs> God, I'm trying to remember cuz I know uh Bridge of Troubled Squid Guts, he shows up at the end and goes, "Oh, you have to go see what Koji's doing." And then um in Me and My Shadow Sword, he talks about uh Hikaru, the original Henry. Yeah. And then like after that he just doesn't do anything. I don't even think he was in Dudes where <laughs> dude where's my ma i i can't this show has great titles but um like i don't even think he wasn't where dudes where my ma or he wasn't in the rest of that season essentially he he was in the background a couple of times like like he's definitely like he helps out in some of the like he's not with icky when he's Uh, taking on the rubber robo base but like once they get to like the big fight at the end he is there i think well his uh metabot did try to shoot spike and sloan yes when he got taken over but like i i guess that was the last and then a tournament he just did 
background stuff except for the one fight with Patra, which it still sounds like a lot when you're saying it. Yeah. Like, oh, once he showed up, he was prominent. But for as striking of a design as this character has, which is very different than anyone else in the show. He is a little Beyblade bay, uh, bay boy. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of protagonist juice in him. Yeah. <laughs> that, ju- it, that boy it's... is juiced up on being a main character. And meanwhile, like, he doesn't even sit ringside with Karen and Arika. He's, like, in, like, the cheap seats. <laughs> it's just weird to me. Also, Karen trained him <laughs> like a pet. And then that just was never brought up again. <laughs> I I did... Like it's got to be that they they are building him up at, for it to be a, a Damashi season three like main character. Like I still I think I think the whatever uh, glamour was put over us to think that he would actually be the main character of season three. I think has fully been dispersed, and I no longer believe that or understand why I thought it to begin with. But I do think he's probably going to be a major supporting character in three. Not to get to predictions too early, but. Um, at the same time, I did accidentally spoil, like, a kind of like a pretty major conceit about season three on accident. Um, and I don't know what he's going to do uh, <laughs> if he is in season three. <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. Um, all I know about season three was I've seen a, I've seen some of the Metabot designs completely separate from anyone who would be controlling or wielding or guiding or partnering up with the yeah. metabots um, I, got, I got no idea other than just hey that's a cool meta bee yeah i have i have seen some designs and the thing that i got spoiled on is specifically um uh, uh god i think i was i was looking up what the air date for season three was by just uh, and mm-hmm. and just went to the the metabots wiki page for uh metabots damashi um and on that page for Metabots Dubashi was the was two things. One or three things. One, the fact that it was produced by a production IG instead of B Train. Mm-hmm. Two, uh the air date for it. And three, a an editorialized statement from whoever wrote the wiki entry saying that a lot of fans don't like the season as much because it excludes three characters from the previous two season seasons. Um which and is I'm, something we've known, but I guess now you know the names of the characters. Yeah, um, which I'm not. I'm not going to tell you because it will make you very upset and mad. Uh, and we, you just need to discover that when we start watching Damashi. <laughs> I'm just going into it a lot like um, Digimon season two. Yeah, you know, Ty's not here. Matt's not here. We got Davis, and um, I think you're going to be weirdly yeah. surprised about who makes the cut and who doesn't. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm excited. Well, here's the thing. I can't be disappointed because it's a different television show entirely. It is a different television show made by it, completely different people that happen to share the same names or are employed by the same company, technically. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, anybody from Metabots shows up in uh, Metabot Damashi. That's just going to be a crossover. <laughs> that's as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's, a, man. it's a little special spicy gift I get. Well, uh, any any other final thoughts about the uh, first half of season two before we move into what I know is your real big favorite of the show? I kind of wish Studio Trigger did another episode. Yeah, I wish there were. I wish they had 
Because, like, oh, God. Um, a few more guest animators, I think, would be fun. Yeah, because uh, Ninja World was, like, that was, like, a, a one of the first episodes of the second core. Because, uh, like, uh, what, 13? J14? Yeah, J14. What's J13? J13 would have technically been the uh, end. For Love or Row Battle. That's also a weird one for the middle. But I guess, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, tw- a lot of shows are 24 episodes, so, like, the whole 12 to 13 thing doesn't always stick through. And I guess Mystery Metabot was episode 12, so that's probably what they build as, like, the end of, of that first core. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, I wish they had... Even if they didn't, like, give more of that stuff to, like, the the guy who would go found Studio Trigger, I wish they did more little side episodes where they did bring in animators that had distinct styles. Like, imagine if we got, like, like a, a, like a big shoujo director to come in and do, like, uh, something like, you know, For Love or Row Battle or... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, somebody who who does like Ghibli style food porn for love at first bite. Like, imagine that the the takoyaki in that episode did look very good. But imagine mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it was just like unearthly good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, some more guest animators would be nice uh, for the whole show. But um, I'm not complaining about the animators we did get. Like, except for when I think they were starting run out a little budget. Yeah, <laughs> like this show was phenomenally animated, which is. Um, can't really say that about a lot of shows. Yeah. I will say, I think this, this kind of shows the pedigree and the fact that like, uh, you know, these, the, the people who make this show don't just make, you know, a shonen battle anime or whatever, um, where, you know, that's, you got to have episode long fights and all that kind of stuff. They know how to, they know how to properly pace and budget an episode so they can have, you know, a good animated fight for a minute or two. And not, like, mm-hmm. break the bank or not have to do, like, you know, Naruto is so bad about this of, like, having, you know, five or six episodes out of, like, a 12 or 13 set that are just, like, still, like, f- full of, of, like, action and stuff, but just, like, purposely kind of, like, cheapened on the animation because they they had to save all their budget so they can get, like, 3D onion skinning for the Gara Rock Lee fight for like you know one episode or something mm-hmm. and it's just like I, I don't know i prefer like and we'll get into it with the tournament thing i know you you wish that we had more of those like long tournament arc style battles in this but i really do appreciate like how much they yeah. they they took the effort to write plots that isn't just okay well a fight's gonna happen oh uh, absolutely we yeah. might as well just dive into it now i don't yeah, think yeah, we have yeah. anything else to say about season one yeah um like i i like the brevity of the fights yeah um i i'm just it's very surprising. We have a shonen robot fighting anime where the robot fighting, like the actual fighting, is secondary to the emo- not even the emotional toll of the fighting, but like the build up to the fight. Yeah. And then the fights last at max like three minutes. Yeah. And it always does a good, to- a good like time of like setting mysteries up and like doing mm-hmm. like investigative intriguey kind of stuff. Like there's always a lot of meat to what's going on in an episode, which is just so nice. <laughs> Yeah, even the, you know, quote-unquote stinker episodes, I, uh, there's good setup, there is good world building. Yeah. They just, well, uh, you know. I, I mean, let's let's real quick go through the, the tournament arc episodes. Um, are any of these really all that bad? Because, uh, like... Um, 
Pixies no. and Pirates uh, was great. French Deception was great. Space Battle at Metabolarina X was great. Sweden Sour, like, I abhor as a concept, but it's still a well-paced, well-put-together episode. Except for, like, seven seconds of that episode. It was a pretty good, like, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Future's uh, Past was great. Yeah. Metaphors Within was great. You know, all of these are really solid episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking the victor out of victory, Chidori cheated on her husband. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's Listen, a lot of stuff going on. You know, he's off, you know, being okay. a, a neoliberal state, uh, uh, you know, um, oppressor. <laughs> I, again, could have an open relationship. We don't know. Dickie yeah. doesn't know. So we don't know. And going by Esper's Pokedex theory of metabots. <laughs> if this yes. is all coming from Mickey's point of view, we just... You know, he doesn't know his parents are swingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had man. to say it. It's the last chance I get to say it this season. It is. Yeah. Uh, series. Oh, man. Um, but no, um, God, uh, French Deception was phenomenal. Absolutely. French um, uh, French Deception and Space Metal- Meta Ballerina X might have been the best, like, not directly plot forward episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. God, Spaceman Ballerina X was so good just focusing on Sam and her relationship with her mother. Yeah. Like, during a tournament arc. Yeah. Like, that is... I, I've never seen a, another show do that. Oh, man. And, like, the the whole conceit of, of uh, you know, Space Metafighter X, like, not having to, like, swap out with multiple people was a really, really smart way to keep the rest of the cast involved because, like, you know... Uh, like when I could, when I think of like something to compare this to, the two things that come to mind are the tournament arc of Naruto, um, which my hot take is like the Chunin exam arc of Naruto is really really good, and the specific tournament segments of it fucking suck. Uh, they're not good. Uh, like the Rockley Gara fight's good, and the the Tamari uh, uh, Shikamaru fight is good, and that's that's it. The rest of that tournament is like fucking a snooze fest. Um, and then you have like uh, the other thing I always think about is the dark tournament and Yu Yu Hakusho, and mm-hmm. like the way that Yu Yu Hakusho does it is by they are a team, and you have to kind of like randomly work in all of the team members for like individual fights, and it works, but like. It, it does it, it puts these stakes on these individual members maybe getting taken out and like really delving into their their backstories but everybody else kind of takes a backseat to it and at least in this way like you know um uh Iki and Koji and Karen and Arika are always going to be somewhat center stage at one mm-hmm. point or another to keep them as like the main thrust of the show but you can still have these episodes where we have a big Sloan like backstory episode we have this this big sam backstory episode you know miss caviar gets worked in eventually like it's you know it it's well, a good way to rotate other cast members in and out <laughs> we got let, let's say we got a full episode total of sloan not necessarily taking center stage but being at least slightly a glow from the light from the center stage yeah um when he took over at the end of uh, Space Metal Battery and X and being in Sweden Sour, we didn't learn anything about Sloan other than 
Um, he has some anxiety when it comes to performance. Yeah, I feel like we still got we we got more Sloan on screen than we had gotten in all of season one or pretty much all yeah. of the show up until this point. And I think yeah. he's really he's characterized in a way that's that's really good, even if we don't mm-hmm. necessarily get like a, a plot revolving around him. Yeah, I, um, it is a little weird. We don't actually spend time with Sloan, given how we have had four or five spike centric episodes. I Sam, we had a whole bunch of, but um, it's very weird that we don't have uh Sloan. It definitely, I, I, Sloan yeah. was the straight man of the group to be yeah. sure. So um, this is a primarily comedy show. I feel so I guess having an episode about the straight man and he, it's not like Sloan's in love with Sam. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we've, you see these kind of episodes in like, I mean, like, Hey Arnold does them all the time. Like you could have had an episode where we find find out that Sloan has like 800 siblings at home and that's why he's so good at wrangling the screws and like whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. It definitely feels like Sam and Spike were pet favorites of, of the writers and they just had to, had to stick a third one in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what Sloan is. And nobody really like he's just there because they needed a trio and they couldn't make the duo work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't have a duo called screws. That's that's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> you Ugh, have to have that, three yeah. to kind of to kind of wash that out a little bit. Um, but uh, I mean, but to that point, like, you know, um, Pepper Cat kind of gets the same treatment that Sloan mm-hmm. does in that she's there sometimes. But like, you know. Other than, like, getting the recurring character notes of her just really supporting Sam as the boss, like, she doesn't get the character arc that, you know, even Similadon does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, I'm not complaining about uh, any of these shows' um, side characters or side character metabots. Um, just some surprising things. Hopefully, if Salone is in uh, the next TV series, um, we get to learn maybe even his last name yeah <laughs> or something that might be nice we get to see totalizer in more than one fight uh keith turtle yeah absolutely yeah. um oh man yeah i who do you think won between icky and victor at the end oh icky of course icky won he's the main character <laughs> he's also eight <laughs> Yeah, and I've watched a Gundam, Mitch. Uh, the eight-year-old will beat the 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 war criminal adult. It's what happens. <laughs> okay, but that eight-year-old Icky doesn't have uh, psychic powers. We don't know that. He's he does have the galactic. Does, I guess <laughs> he has the galactic groove. We do know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't see that guy in the last episode. It's true. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wish man. they would have. Yeah, um, yeah, I I guess that's a. I'm, I guess, I don't know, I'm so torn on the whole, like, alien part of it, because I feel like the the space part was really, really strong early in season one, and it kind of, then kind of got let off, and then spikes, and I guess, like, because of the way that they have, you know, uh, uh, what the our end of season one is, come in right mm-hmm. before this, that actually does reintroduce a lot of the alien shit back in here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was like, oh, they're aliens, and they're like, no, it's stupid. Aliens don't exist. And then, you know, season two rolls around. It's like, hey, remember when we called you stupid for believing in aliens? Oh god! <laughs> and like, literally, like the fucking flying saucer from We're Back comes down, and like Doctor Who, she yeah. and fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex step out, and there's a hot anime boy, anime boy that turns into a green alien gremlin. Uh, 
<laughs> this show's the best. It is. It's a like what a good ending. Like <laughs> this is like no joke. The best Gundam I think there ever could yeah. be. Uh oh man. But, like I'll put it like this. I I've gone on record with my um terrible terrible uh Gundam hate. Not terrible because like I'm bad for doing it. Terrible as in the ferocity and strength. Yeah. <laughs> um like Old Testament terrible. Yeah. Um th- this hatred of Gundam I have. But after watching this show with you, I might one day watch a Gundam at all. And like <laughs> that's like that's how good the show is. I'm like, you know what? Maybe Gundam's not not Maybe I could stomach it, you know? I think you would have fun with Build Fighters. Because uh, Build Fighters is just Metabots. <laughs> just make more Metabots. Yeah, we could just make more Metabots. I wish they would make more Metabots. More Metabots, more power. <laughs> it's right there, yeah. I mean, it's right there in the title. Uh, <laughs> um, so, let's see. Uh, predictions, I got right. Uh, the cat was the bad guy. Yeah, the cat was an alien. I can't believe you guessed that. I'm so... so, The minute it happened, I fucking started, like, DMing Sam, and we were losing our shit over it. (laughs) So the cat was the bad guy, sure. I I called that. And then we're like, oh, uh, the cat's the bad guy. We get in the last two episodes. Not only was the cat the bad guy, but Dr. Meta Evil wasn't really... I mean, he was the, the one putting forth the plans in motion. But on behalf of the cat... Yeah. <laughs> so the cat was like the actual real super duper bad guy, like to the extreme. And his name was Michael. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That cat's name was Michael. I can't get over that. <laughs> that darn cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I'm sure you were right with some of your predictions, I guess, through here and there. Um, yeah, um, I was right that uh, Mrs. Tenrio was baby crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I had any other predictions. Um, I can't remember them. I don't know. Uh, I probably yeah. said some weird stuff off the cuff. Who knows? Uh, uh, we never I got know one. Yeah. One of the predictions you got wrong, which was, was that you would really like Skyward Yo. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was not a yeah. good episode. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the episode about how to deal with trauma, which is say the other person can't have trauma because you already fixed yours. Yeah. Uh, God. Um, we never got any definitive proof as to um, whether or not Karen is a robot or not. Uh, no, which ne- means we're not wrong. Yeah. Um, we never got any definitive proof as to who the Phantom Thief Retort is. <laughs> we're going to keep that going, right? Yeah. All right. We'll just cut this part out. We'll just keep that one in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't know who Retort is. We no, know gonna who leave, Space Metafighter X is. Uh- <laughs> Space Metafighter X, obviously, is Hikaru Henry. Yeah. Uh, which I was right about. And at the very least, at one point in time, Phantom <laughs> Thief Retort was Space Metafighter X. But a lot of people were Space Metafighter X. Yeah. Uh, so maybe. Mitch, what if know? his name is Hikaru Henry? <laughs> I mean, that's a good name for a boy. Yeah. We never find out what Henry's last name is. His name could be Henry Hikaru. <laughs> I think we did, but uh, I'm bad with names. Yeah. I only know Henry's name because uh, he's just a good boy, a very civic-minded young man. Yeah, he's just on that grind. Uh... <laughs> well, he's not on the grind because he skipped work. I think he got fired, right? No, because <laughs> fi- his final moment is him in like the 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. 
I guess he got his job back. Oh yeah, because yeah, because he does show up with a war bandit for um Victor to use. Or, hear me out, he stole it. You know, he does idolize the Phantom of the Retort, so could happen. Could be. Uh, we didn't see um that one detective again. I thought we were going to see him again too. Detective. Yeah, remember the detective who stole the um uh, from Phantom Renegade Unmasked. Episode, uh, season one. Oh, yeah, the Irish guy, the chameleon guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I figured that was going to be a one-off. I, I, he, I, like that, I feel like that's a character that'll come back in Dimashi. Because that's more, <laughs> that, like, he's more of an Arika villain than a retort yeah. villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we've been talking about Space Matter Fighter X's. You want to list your favorite Space Matter Fighter X's? Okay, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's go from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, We've got six different people who have been Space Metafighter X. So in, uh, in air order, it was um, Hikaru. Yeah. Then Karen. Then Sam. Then Sloan. Then Spike. Then Miss Caviar. Yeah. In uh, air order. Uh, Mitch, my number six is Spike. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that's a surprise. Like, we love Spike, but uh, he was a bad Space Metafighter X. Yeah uh kind of dog shit i do love spike episodes but like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like crosser dog's great but just like he's a dog shit space bed fighter x <laughs> uh i mean he lost on purpose and posed so that's cool but he, like he almost called in a bomb threat so he wouldn't have to fight <laughs> yeah uh not not great and uh, he almost called in a bomb threat in um uh the year 2000 so i guess that's not terrible yeah um Although do do remember this does like this take place in the year twenty twenty and in a libertarian yeah. hellscape. Uh yeah. Uh my number five is Sloan. Exactly. The same. Uh uh he was fine. Yeah. But I, the other the top four are just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I like Sloan as a character. I like him as this kind of like being the supportive like manager for Sam. Um mm-hmm. and like the, him he's a little bit more interesting as Space Mighty Fighter X, but like like you brought up, it's split weirdly over two episodes, like halfway. Um Yeah. But yeah. Uh well, he does he does have that really good backwards X though. That is true, yeah. Uh <laughs> and now this is the one I think we're gonna just like obviously these four you know no one here is a loser in these top four yeah. uh, the other about, two are losers so but, uh I've this last the, one i i've done the first two I, let me do number four and then you can do the 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 final three first and then i'll respond mm-hmm. with my answer so mitch my number four is hikaru yeah i i knew you were gonna say that yeah <laughs> yeah uh my number four is sam what oh that's sacrilegious uh I, Again, really good. Um, Sam was great at the role, but here's my problem. I don't know if Sam was a great space meta fighter X. I think Sam was a great the next generation. That's true. She is. I mean, she is the one who would go on to call, start calling herself space meta ballerina X instead of space meta fighter X. So, like, I do get what you're what you're putting down there. But I think Hikaru is a dog shit space meta fighter X. <laughs> uh, like, he's barely competent. Uh <laughs> I disagree. I, I think he was he uh helped took out um the giant prank uh giant uh mantis shrimp uh metabot um before it transformed. Um took out an entire took out almost all the rubber robo single handedly. Uh got shot and died. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty good. 
Yeah, but um, think about uh, who was the weakest link in Team Japan. It was Koji. And why was Koji yeah. the weakest link? Because he, he only relied on his speed and power and did the same move all the time. Who taught yeah. him to do that? Space Metafighter X did. <laughs> okay. But to be fair, he only trained Koji for like a day. <laughs> I I don't know. Based on the uh, based on the dub, uh, it seems like he trained uh, Hikaru on maybe three separate days over the course of several months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I said, I I love Sam in the role, but um, like my my number three, like I think this is where we're gonna start arguing. Um, my number three was Miss Caviar. I guess that was the show. I guess the show's over. I'm sorry. Yeah, show's Bye, over. Everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, my number three was Karen. See, I my number three was Miss Caviar. We just didn't get enough time with her. Um, she was great because um, her first appearance, uh, she called out uh, evildoers. She dabbed on them, and then she took out an entire evil organization with very little help. Let's say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, I mean, there were some children there, but being the adult, she automatically gets the credit. Yeah. Uh, my pick for Karen for three is because she really gets, like, the character of Space Metafighter X really well. Like, she is, like, yeah. of them, she is the one who is most in character and most committed to the bit. Um, but, like, Karen's not really a good Metafighter, I don't think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she she does okay. She does, you know, uh, St. Nurse the Nasty does have crane style. Uh, but, like... <laughs> Um, her fight had a matrix reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you can't be better than that. Uh, I just don't, I, I don't think that Karen has the kind of like, even, even though she does clearly has been training to do this and is going to be the future phantom thief or tort or whatever. Um, just like, uh, you yeah. know, doesn't really have the exact knack for, uh, the, the subtle and stealthy art of being a thief or a space metafighter X. And I feel like that's where it just doesn't sell for me. She doesn't quite have the right skill set. It like, she's too theatric for it. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. And I think we're going to break uh rank here. Cause okay. Miss Caviar is your number one, isn't she? Hey, let's, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> Cause get no, it? hold on. Cause I'm going to break right here. Karen's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> because the, Space Metafighter X isn't really about the metafighting. No. Space Metafighter X is about the pageantry, first and foremost. <laughs> Karen paused to make sure her knee was lifted high enough for one of the poses. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, coconut? Uh, Kahlua Coconut, whatever? Yeah. From uh, Pixies and Pirates, comes up and goes, uh, Big Sister. And Karen, as Space Metafighter X, goes, you're, I'm not your sister. I am space metafighter X and stares off to the distance. Like that is commitment to the character. I, I have to reward that. Yeah. I mean, not a great metafighter, but Henry's the metafighter space metafighter X is the guy who steals the show. while stuff gets done in the background. You mean Hikaru. Henry's not a metafighter. Henry works at seven 11. Henry doesn't I keep have... forgetting. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. Hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> yes uh so hikaru uh whoever he was uh we're not sure but um yeah uh space metafighter x is all about the big flashy show while things get done behind the scenes i retort is the behind the scenes man but sometimes you need that that flash and substance and karen got that yeah the one fight she did really was um heal her opponents and made him sleepy <laughs> Which isn't, you know, great. 
I and uh, I will give it to you. I am I am editing my list right now. Uh, I am I had Sam in the number two slot. I am moving Sam down to the number three slot and moving Karen up to the number two spot. If we're going for all around great, Sam deserves to be higher, sure, because <laughs> Sam has the pageantry. Sam has the um, the actual skill to back it up. I think Sam is a better meta fighter than Koji, to be sure. I just can't from believe what you we've put Hikaru seen. at number two. Yeah, Hikaru's <laughs> number two. He's great. He's the original. Um, have any of the other space meta fighter X's biked by a playground at night and rang their their bike's bell at children and says, oh, you don't need to fight to the death tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> no. No one else has. Um did he do? He did that. It's the Phantom Thief retort, though, didn't he? <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy, but different persona. Okay. If we were ranking I'm... Phantom Thief retorts, yes, I would put Hikaru at the top. <laughs> okay, so Hikaru. I mean, that'd be a short list. A Phantom Thief retort is Hikaru and that shitty Irish detective. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two we got. Um, but Hikaru was the only space metafighter X to wear a second mask under his mask. That's true. Uh, like you can't, that's, that's wonderful. It's miss caviar was great, but was space metafighter X for maybe an hour before she renounced it, become a criminal. But she specifically, she worked behind the scenes and blackmailed Aki and Phantom Thief yeah, Retort yeah. to become Space Metafighter X yeah. so that she could fight for the sake of love. And if that's not Space Metafighter X material, then what is? <laughs> yeah, well, except for the fact that then, so the agreement was, if Japan won, uh, C-Slug would quit and join her. And if Japan lost, she would quit and join C-Slug. I think that's just acknowledging the temporary and transitory nature of being Space Metafighter X. She's she's on her own terms defining when she will stop being Space Metafighter X. That's fair, but then she joined Sea Slug anyway. <laughs> and Japan didn't lose. Unless <laughs> canonically Japan lost. But then it's okay. I think I think uh I don't think that last row battle is an official row battle because it wasn't a team match either. It was just it was a, a for love and glory match between Icky and, and Victor. So I I think that that championship was completely uh, just completely disqualified. I I I agree with you, which means um, technically she should be both fighting crime and committing crime for the next eight years. Well, it's it means that. Four years, she is she's opened up to the choice of what she's going to do so she can choose to be to open herself up to being a criminal because let's let's be real space better fighter x also actually a criminal he did get arrested by the police <laughs> we both know that you can get arrested by the police and not be a criminal <laughs> and we also both know a crime is cool yeah so crime is very cool yeah uh especially if you wear a mask <laughs> yeah akaro is number two pageantry on point uh you're forgetting Space Metafighter X has Arc Beetle. Your favorite, your, your, I'm sorry, your second favorite Metabot. Charlie Bear is your favorite. Yeah. But. <laughs> I do love Arc Beetle. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, a fucking, I love, I love Meta B. That's not going to win me points for liking Icky, though. Although I do kind of like Icky. Uh, yeah. He, he got better towards the end. Once he realized uh, all warfare is class warfare, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the other guys still can't suck. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he grew up a lot towards the end. Yeah. Uh, I, he had a lot of room to grow up, so. 
All right. Uh, and then we know what our what our number one picks are. We've basically already debated that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had to. Yeah. You were calling out my girl. <laughs> it's for me, Space Metafighter X. Like I said, it's all about the pageantry. It's about the the showmanship. The uh, Space Metafighter X is what if you took a um, like a themed wrestler and brought it to metafighting, which which I think is a really great idea. Yeah, it's something that you know, I wish I could do myself. <laughs> um, Listen, we can get you, we can get you a gold mask and we can find you, you know, a, a local wrestling promotion in, uh, you know, in, in your town, near your town somewhere. Hey, don't do not tempt me. <laughs> I will throw my life and body away for, uh, for an audience. Listen, Colin will be your manager character. You know, he's ready for that in a hot second. <laughs> yeah, but we'd have to tag in. That's just it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to be Space Manager X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be. He'd be in a business suit and he'd have a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> and you know what? I'd cheer that guy going out into a wrestling ring in that outfit. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, is it time? Is it time for questions? Well, hold on. Um, yeah. I. I mean, yeah. I guess because I was going to say, we talked about your. Your uh, your favorites? Did they change at all? Did any uh, of your favorite uh, metabots change? No, I think all the metabots introduced in season two are kind of dog shit, to be honest. Because we haven't we hadn't seen Shirley Bear and uh, forty episodes. Yeah, like I still like Shirley Bear is still like my absolute favorite design uh, in the show. Um, Arc Beetle is still my second favorite. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Arc Beetle rules, um, and I love Metabi as a third. Like uh, definitely if. If we would, like, Similodon is, well, I think Similodon got bumped out of my least favorite and replaced with uh, the racist Native American stereotype one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there is that. <laughs> Bottom but, tier like, can just be all the racist ones. Yeah. I like, mean, that one's the worst, but, like, yeah, yeah, they were all bad. Like, I, I, guess, I guess Patra's, like, um, like, Cleo Battler is probably, like, probably my number four if I had to pick a number four. Um, and that's really the like that's the only season two design that really actually impressed me. Um, yeah, we we both really warmed up to Warbonnet's design, especially after we realized that uh, the Native American racist pastiche was taken over by somebody else. And yeah. it was supposed um, to be actually a lion design. It was just really really bad. But um, yeah, we yeah, stopped I mean, complaining I, I, about Warbonnet for the most part. <laughs> I. I feel like I still kind of liked Warbonnet in season one. And like, I don't know, he gets a lot of like, mm-hmm. uh, it's starting to like thunderstorm here. That's great. Uh, he gets, he gets a lot of development that like mm-hmm. makes me feel attached to him. Even if I don't really care about his design, like, like his backstory with Victor is just, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, it was surprising to see in a show like this. Uh, not, not entirely surprising knowing like that this is the people that like make fucking the ghost in the shell standalone complex stuff, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of my list changed at all. I, I mean, I can't really remember my list too well, so that's great. Um, it was it's been months. Yeah. Um, I do remember the plane robot was on there, and we got an episode starring that robot, and I'm still sticking by that. Yeah. The PLN type. Uh. Uh, Femjet. It's not a terrible design, but it's not. I don't know. I expect more out of a plane robot. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Transformer fan, and that is that looks like a Transformer, and then it turns out it transforms into a jet. Like yeah. I, 
I love the Seekers. I, I, I contractually obligated to love that robot. Yeah. Um, I, I wish we saw more, because, um, like, the only other aerial, ro- like, metabots we really see are, like, the, the like, hover helicopter ones that the, mm-hmm. the rubber robos use all the time. And uh, that's basically it, right? Uh, Pateras. Oh, yeah, and the air Pateras, yeah. The air Pateras. <laughs> I, I'm tempted to remove my pop filter. Uh, let me just get around it. Just a air Patera. Patera. Get that really bad click in there with that with that hard P on Patera. Um, I told you this is the SMR episode. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I, I wish we saw like... I wish I wish we saw more explicitly like transforming ones because like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I guess it's that style of robot turns into plane I just don't like the way that that's done like like the That's fair. Like when I imagine the perfect robot turns into a flying object it's it's the Zeta Gundam. I love the Zeta Gundam and I love the Zeta Gundam's uh wave rider form. I love how they're both how you can kind of like pick out what parts are what in like both forms of it. Uh, and, uh, that's kind of like what I want to see. I don't want to see something like, um, like, like that, that Metabot really reminds me of the flag design in Gundam 00, which is like a lot of people love that design. I actually do kind of like that design, but it is kind of just like <laughs> a dude folds his hips up and his legs go behind him and his arms go in front of him and then wings fold in place on his sides. And that's it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I I do. Um, like I said, this is this is me. Like I, it, it gives me just enough of like nostalgia for the Transformers. Yeah. Without being a direct, hey, this is a Transformer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would just design another anime's character for a Metabot? Really? I mean, how cheesy would that be? Um, <laughs> before we get to the questions, we forgot something to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Flint the Time Detective? Oh God, yeah. Do we want to? Um, do you remember why we picked Snug as Time a Detective? Because I don't. Yeah, I feel like I it just popped into my head one day. Uh, I do remember because I really liked Flint the Time Detective as a child, and then I grew up and realized, oh wait, this is actually not a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's I, very much like like Metabots is a kids show, but like Flint the Time Detective is a children's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> humba 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 yeah. wow it's it's like it was funny and it's and like it legitimately has like really like good inventive stuff in it um mm-hmm. but like also like i can't imagine doing a, a show that's that clearly structured uh for 50 or whatever episodes long it is <laughs> yeah if we were going to do a flint the time detective podcast for real we'd have to do like three episodes an episode and just because it's, I think it's only 30, uh, 40 episodes long or something like that. Well, that's, so it'd be a very short podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and like, I feel like the, I would want to push back on that and actually say, well, what, maybe we should do one episode, an episode because like those episodes so become like, what's the time period they're in? What's the mystery? Yeah. What's the, what's the, the time shifters ability that it's like doing three at a time would just feel so exhausting in the way that like doing like, you know, two Metabots episodes back to back isn't because they, you know, it's, it's more actually plot based. 
Like yeah, each fair. each episode has a has a fundamentally different conceit about what the plot is. <laughs> tell you what, let's flip that around. We'll do one episode an episode, but most of the episode that we do is actually just factual historical research. <laughs> Oh yeah, that we talk about on air, and then also we talk about. Oh yeah, I guess Flint's a caveman. Sometimes <laughs> we would we would be the mobile suit breakdown of Flint the Time <laughs> Detective. <laughs> hey, that's a niche out there. It's got to yeah. be. Um, um. Oh, we could call it mining for Flint. Oh, that's. Ooh. I'm not making. I refuse to make that podcast, Mitch. <laughs> you can you can take that idea to somebody who's a history major. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll do it alone, and I'll have my uh. Not not a not a co-host, but a frequent special guest SLJ Sam to be on this show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not not a co-host. Explicitly not a co-host. Uh, by the way, what is our frequent guest and explicitly legally distinct not a co-host? Uh, I think he has some has some questions for us, right? <laughs> yes, he does. Um, oh, wait, we we're gonna do those after because he sent mm-hmm. in a ton. We should, uh, yeah, we should save those for the end. Yeah. So what what do we got first up here? Um. Good friend of the show, Esper, um, asked to give a asked us to give a pitch for a live action Hollywood Metabots movie, and uh, I got I got two ideas right okay. off the bat. Yeah, yeah, go for them. Um, and I, I've been thinking about them a lot. Uh, I I love cheesy kids movies, like it, one of my greatest passions in life. Um, so I think there's two good ways you could do this. One, um, would be the good way to make money. <laughs> And that would be, um, did you end up seeing the Bumble Me movie? No, I've been, it's, I, I know it's good and I really want to see it actually. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I very much enjoyed that. I say you get that movie, but you put bump, you put Meta in it instead of Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, cause you know, that, that movie hit the tone perfectly. Um, you know, you had Transformers are over-designed robots that move around and fight. Very hard to actually make a you know an action movie out of them. Uh, we saw six failures of that design. Yeah. And, um, and like the reason that Bumblebee succeeds is because it keeps the chunky look that Transformers mm-hmm. have. And I feel like that's also like you can't make Metabots look creepily. You have to keep them looking like toys, and like yeah. they'll yeah, read yeah. well that way. <laughs> I, they are toys. You got to make them look like toys. Uh, the Bumblebee movie had, you know, a good combination of uh, action and um, like comedy. It, it would fit Metabots very well. And uh, you got to keep John Cena in the live action Metabots movie. So John Cena is Space Metafighter X, right? <laughs> I, I was going to say Coach Man Mountain. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He, yeah. Uh, uh, fucking John Cena would eat up a role like that. Like, yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, God. Uh, but I'm, oof, you know, I'm not going to cast it. I'm terrible at casting things. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let, let, let's let the audience do that, I guess, yeah. for us. Um, but I think that'd be one way to do it. The other way, the way I would almost prefer, the more fun way for me, would be um, remember the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but instead of turtles, it's a meta bee. That's it. You, it's just big foam suits on a on a small dude that goes around going, "Let's meta bee bop them." <laughs> and it's you know. But what's the not... plot of the movie, Mitch? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't need a plot. I need a guy in a foam suit going, "Dude, I rock." Um, 
No, the the two ideas I had for uh, the plots um, would be, you know, um, mostly the rubber robo based, uh, and the the uh, the bumblebee esque, you know, actually has a budget movie. You kind of condensed, you know, this first season down, so you know, rubber robos end up with a giant big monster fight. That'd be fine, you know. Yeah, good. Um, and and the uh, the goofy little TMNT one that I like with you know not Corey Feldman or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it classy. You 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 keep it small. You uh, you make it uh, a kid fighting with his uh, robot at school. Uh, maybe there's some intrigue at the end. You introduce the rubber robos. You sp- you lead uh, the audience wanting more for the second movie that never comes because you made a very bad movie that no one wanted to see except for me. Yeah. And those are my two pitches for a live action Hollywood Metabots movie. One that you would actually make money on. The other, I would buy the Blu-ray when it comes out and hang a poster in my wall. Yeah. What about you? Do you have, uh, do you have any ideas? Yeah. Uh, so the, the immediate thing, um, is that the problem with live action Hollywood movies is that child actors suck. They're not mm-hmm. good. Uh, and like pretty much like if, if I think to like, you know, I'm also going to think of, Hey, what are successful movies that have kind of done this? And any movie that has it has like a, a, like characters that are like in that, like eight to 12 range, the ones that are actually good are still animated movies and they mm-hmm. have adults voice acting the children. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, we can't do that. So I feel like that's that's really taking uh, the big thrust of, like, making a a Metabots live-action movie work if you're going to directly adapt any part of Metabots. Um, so I think I think there's kind of two, two different options that you can take. Uh, one is just, like, plagiarize detective pikachu whole cloth <laughs> you know you you have uh you have this kid who's estranged from his daddy who hates metabots uh comes to like see how his dad is doing his dad has disappeared and all he has left is uh you know this <laughs> this metal that he finds and he goes to put it in a tin pet and the tin and it's and it's meta and like because like you know meta like the only thing he can afford because he goes down to the like the the corner 7-eleven and that's the like he has like five dollars and it's the only thing he can buy and he's like an absolute complete asshole to him the whole time but you know they 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 hit it off you like you know you may you basically just age icky up to being like 18 ish uh, you know, the the detective character and Detective Pikachu, like the reporter character, mm-hmm. is just Arika. It's the same character, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just I, I'm it's, down. Yeah. yeah. Um and then it explains why Chidori is so so thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Her husband's a metal now. Yeah. Uh and then the other thing, uh oh yeah, that is the that is the twist of that movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Um and then the uh, the the other option that you can take, which is equally ludicrous, but I feel is like if you got, um, it's uh, Ludicolo, actually, the Pokemon. <laughs> he was uh, in the movie. He was. Uh, who's the um, who's that nerdy director everybody loves? I mean, the Scott Pilgrim movie and was making Ant Man and Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Like if you got Edgar Wright to make a Metabots movie. Uh, which is, I feel like not like probably could actually happen. Um, I think what you <laughs> He's get not doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I think the movie that he walks out of there with is like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang about the Rubber Robos, which I would also watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like like just a uh just a a funny weird like crime movie about uh you know the rubber robos trying to steal stuff like it's you know probably underpinned heavily with uh you know them going back and forth and and trying to steal something from the um uh the the metabot corporation you know the 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 love tension between miss caviar and sea slug is a big mm-hmm. part of the movie um and it just ends with this fucking child showing up with a with a meta bee and he just kills all of them <laughs> <laughs> if you give me like the fun visual onomatopoeias from uh, scott pilgrim in that movie I'd be set. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I feel like you would have to, because, like, you um, you know how they basically, like, did a ton of weird little stage, like, effects stuff in that movie to keep mm-hmm. it being, like, PG or PG-13 or whatever it was? And we're doing things like like loading air cannons up with like dust and sand to shoot at people in the face. Like when, like when they did close ups for punches. So it like, it still felt powerful. Like they were getting hit, mm-hmm. even though like they were specifically not doing actual contact and there was no blood and blah, blah, blah. I feel like you would have to do a similar kind of ludicrous thing. And that's where you, uh, you take our bit about uh metabots being a libertarian hellscape and you just lean all the way in and just literally <laughs> this eight year old child shows up with, with Metabi and Metabi says, you know, lock and load them. And then literally just shoots the rubber robots to death and are just like, you know, bread confetti is popping out of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> dude i rock and then he just walks away from a battlefield oh man uh edgar wright would find a would absolutely put dude i rock even though it's a horrible line in that movie yeah uh, uh, um this if we're like rubber robos right for a good like movie um phantom thief retort space metafighter x those are all good like you could do a movie about the, um, like the, the 10 days of darkness, even like that would be, I mean, that would be an adult movie more yeah. likely, but like the hotel Rwanda of, of metabots. Uh, <laughs> I, there's a, there's a lot of cool things in this, uh, universe that would make real good movies, but, um, my pitch had John Cena in it. So <laughs> <laughs> it did as well, coach man mountain. Yeah. Um well like uh uh John Cena John <laughs> Cena as Squid Guts. Just th- just mull that one over. Uh, uh Squid Guts doesn't flex though. Coach Man Mountain just straight up flexes and flirts with people. Um John Cena as Mr. Referee. Mm, mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm. Like I said, I'm not gonna cast. Okay, I, I'm yeah. terrible at that. Um We should Mr. move on referee to is more li- yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Referee is more limber is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> He he was a figure skater, Mr. Referee. Like, you gotta give him a figure skater's body. Um, Roy asked if, uh, asked us to give Murloc Holmes a metabot. Uh, so there's, there's one immediate answer, and that, uh, Murloc Holmes' metabot is Bindi in one of those, those octopus <laughs> units, and it is in love with him, and that's, that would be great. Um, <laughs> just, just Bindi's entire body on top of a metabot body? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think like a, um, 
like a a mosquito metabot that like explicit like it like its wing parts look like a black cape while it's not flying would be really good. Oh, uh, to give it to give it kind of like a little extra Dracula vibes. Um, okay, yeah, hmm, yeah. Because my thought was uh uh give uh McBendy the the metabot, um, but give it Pure Maid's body with just like a weird squid face. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> because then you get the like the cutesy oh i'm so cute but then you also get the like the weird squid face that that makes them be put off yeah like i i think you'd get a lot of physical comedy out of that um <laughs> which lends itself to flint the time detective and metabots well yeah um yeah i didn't even think of hey let's let's actually make murloc a, a fun yeah <laughs> because at that point in time i would have to think Make Similodon slightly better designed and give him a Dracula theme at that point in time. Because um, Murloc is just Koji. You could also sell me on um, like a Sherlock Holmes themed bunny metabot too. If you, if you mm. took that kind of ugly bunny metabot we saw that one time and then like Ugh. swapped the Alice in Wonderland theming out for like Sherlock Holmes stuff, like give it like a peak tat and stuff, that could work. Um, was La Villain anything uh, Sherlock Holmesian? I'm trying to remember. No, but I mean, you could you could adapt that pretty well. Yeah, the uh, the French monocular. <laughs> <laughs> no, the villain is a way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just named uh, him the villain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when the name fits, you you got to go with it. Um, yeah. The next question we got is from uh, from Chris. Yeah, uh, good, um, good friend friend of the show, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris you know, Chris. Uh, Wanted our opinions on the uh, uh, the Omadamon uh, April Fool's joke that is now canon uh, via a Metabot Digimon crossover. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, so Om- Omadamon is uh, for people who don't know Digimon. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure you know. Lot, it's you a know, lot like Metabots, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know Greymon and and Garurumon. And they they did evolve into uh, where Guru, oh no wait Garurumon turns into where Garurumon who turns into where war where where war it, it's uh, Garurumon where Garurumon because he's wearing pants yeah <laughs> and then yeah. metal Garurumon because we go from yeah. uh, Greymon to metal Greymon to war Greymon and okay. there's a where war joke there yeah um oh man and then uh, and then like. In the the famed Digimon movie, uh, which is just a, a weird pilot for Summer Wars, uh, uh, they have <laughs> yeah. they, they have a combined evolution where they turn into um, uh, Omadimon. So if you look up uh, uh, War Greymon and Metal Garurumon, basically like their heads turn into the arms and shoulders of this kind of like weird like um silvery knight and the gururumon head arm hand has a cannon coming out of it and the the greymon head hand head arm hook door has a sword coming out of it mm-hmm. and it's got a cool cape and it's like you know it's it's kind of cool um and so i guess they did a crossover with what some digimon phone game or something 
Like where I don't even understand where these necessarily cross over into both games. Like it, I'm guessing there's a phone Metabots game in Japan too. Yeah, uh, Metabots S, which I've really been trying to get on my phone, and it just will not go on into an American phone. Okay, which is uh, real disappointing. Yeah, because we get we get several things here. Um, let's start with the good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. We get Metabot versions of uh, Metal Garurumon, WarGreymon, and uh, Omadaemon, and they look cute as hell. They look, they make like basically like kind of like all the parts are kind of like oversized a little bit and kind of like picked apart in a toyetic way to like look like they're on a tin pet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Garurumon has an extra head that's weird, that's kind of cool, and it's just like they look, they look good. They look like fun, like. They they look a little bit more designed than we're used to for Metabots, but I'm sure is going to rapidly catch up as we watch season three. Uh, but yeah, they I mean they, they look like good ass Metabots. Uh, I'm a like I, I'm a real big fan of that uh, War Greymon. Um, like the additional like the change to the eyes where it's not just two separate eyes; it's got like the, the laser split through the middle. Oh yeah, love it. Um, like the redesign of the the feet, so they're not like robot claws but their boots that's yeah. really cool i uh, i love that the the big like war Greymon claw becomes like kind of like the punch arm we're used to seeing mm-hmm. on like uh similodon and stuff like it's just it's smart they both look so good yeah uh people who design metabots really good at designing things that look good yeah uh um, the uh the, currently designing the, digimon though fucking yeah. blow chunks <laughs> yeah uh every picture i see of the uh the digimon version of uh, this uh, Omodamon, which has yeah. uh, Rakusho with a sword arm, or Rakusho as a shoulder. God, yeah, this thing just looks. Uh... So, so again, it's the it's that like combined style of thing where part of it is Rakusho and part of it is uh, um, uh, Metabi, and like the Metabi thing is like you you can kind of see his little like uh, homing missile like head sticking out of the shoulder. And then there's this big cannon arm, and then you have, like, Rakusha's pincher head on one shoulder. And, like, a sword that, like, I guess kind of looks like um, Rakusha's sword, but doesn't really look like it to me. Yeah. There's just something weird about it. And then the rest of this thing doesn't even look like the original uh, Omadamon, and it doesn't look anything like a uh like a metabot that's just kind of been like scaled up to a more human proportion it just looks like a really awful knockoff of a gundam yeah like Like, very skinny shins giant feet that are just weird um nothing about this is like visually appealing to me yeah and it's it's got some design notes of like the gundam 00 era gundams but it looks like a bad like code geass mech (laughs) oh yeah um my big issue with it is like like it 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 doesn't really incorporate any of the elements of like metabots into it at all, and yeah. then it's got two dead people on for shoulders like yeah there's a there's a better pick I just popped over there yeah and like it also doesn't look like a Digimon I, I guess it's got the little cr- <laughs> yeah it's got that little crotch plate um that metabots loves and it's got some of the screws here and there yeah I don't know like I. The Metabots versions are just so much better. Yeah. In, in almost every way. Um, I want to see more crossovers, though. Like, I, <laughs> I'd be completely down with that. Like, if this becomes a regular thing, come on, give me a dot hack Metabots crossover. <laughs> They're family. 
Yeah, you know, two uh, uh, two franchises that are going fucking nowhere. Uh. <laughs> okay, first of all, that really hurt me. <laughs> Listen, Both of the... I wish all... I wish that we could have more more metabots, and I do really wish that. Why don't we have a collection of the first four dot hack games? Like they're so hard to find. <laughs> yeah, I I finally have all of them. I think I'm missing the last GU game, which I did not finish playing but um if you find me on the internet my my uh my internet name for the longest time was lottle which is the name of one of the grunties from dot hack it is <laughs> like love the franchise um and that franchise is related to tensei ukamura uh the father of metabots it's related <laughs> to b train it's related to uh, uh production ig like everything that metabots touched also touched very extremely um dot hack give the, me that crossover yeah, the, the the rabbit hole runs so deep uh yeah Bandai give, is not using it we we need uh we need a metabots collect we need the metabots collection to be translated into english and put on the the switch door and we need uh the at least the first four dot hack games yeah. uh uh made as a switch collection like the yeah, switch I, can I absolutely handle that <laughs> i won't be greedy just four dot hack games and like blu-ray releases of all the animes Oh yeah, well, I've... maybe not that one. Yeah, not the, the horny children. one. Yeah, yeah, no, not that um, one. but the the other one, the it, other yeah. ones. Like you know, liminality like is especially because mm-hmm. liminality you could only watch if you got the game discs. Like, like that yeah. that deserves uh, seeing the light of day. And uh, and obviously, dot hack sign was so great. Yeah, dot hack. Yeah, dot hack sign. Very good. Like low key show. Fell asleep to it a lot, but that's because it came on at like two in the morning. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's a show that talks a lot and builds up a lot of world and yeah. doesn't actually do a lot of stuff, but it's very good. Uh, I, I could talk about the rest the, the rest of the show. Well, um, go start another podcast. Uh. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I, I can grind this Metabot Damashi to a halt. <laughs> MetaWatch is just going to be .hack from now on. So, uh, it's time, it's time for our, our final segment, segment of the show, uh, legally distinct, um, uh, guest and friend of the show, Sam has several questions for us. And not, not like best friend, like occasional friend. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not that close cause, uh, we can't be legally. Yeah. Like a best friend that's pretty close to a co-friend and we're, Sam isn't that legally distinct from that. Not, not a brother, but like, um, the neighbor that comes over and hangs out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam crawls <laughs> through uh, one of our windows to record the podcast whenever he comes on. Uh, <laughs> he puts the ladder up to the window while we explain it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I Actually, my bedroom is on the first floor, so it'd be really easy here. You'd get like a, a step stool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a basement. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to put the window up. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, first question is, uh, any predictions for season three? Either plot beats, arc directions, characters who get focus, or things that change about the show in general? Um, so, I, I already said I think that Rintara is going to be a big supporting character. Um, uh, I kind of have a feeling that we're going we're gonna to focus more on arika and icky's dynamic i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna do anything romantic with it but i just feel like we're gonna get more of them interacting for for damashi um i like generally that was a worry (laughs) i do not want those two to uh even think each other are cute like i don't even want it to go that far 
Um, I have no idea where the plot beats are going to go because, like, we have space aliens already. And I, I have not heard anything about the third Metabot season, like, physically going to space. But, like, who knows? Uh, well, I, as a uh, longtime fan of... Uh, as a longtime fan of dumb shows, once you go to space, you have to do time travel next. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah, going to happen. But we yeah. already like we already did time travel during the alien stuff. Well, Maybe we like, traveled back inside mentally, the morphogenetic field. Sure, it's like but, okay. Uh, uh, if they if they don't go to space and they don't go back in time, like what are the big kind of. Um, and we've already done like a worldwide tournament arc. Uh, yeah, I was, you can't do a world tour now. Uh, it's it will like world tour is like one of the tropes that you could do uh, oh, of like um, Icky traveling around. Um, maybe there's a secret shadowy organization that's actually crimp. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Metabots! You rubber, hit everything. I, r- rubber Robos will still be there. We know that that Sea yeah. Slug and Miss Caviar, or I guess what's what's Miss Caviar's new name? I completely forgot. Uh, Miss Starfish. Yeah, I don't Starfish. like it. That that's my one complaint. Yeah. About, in the entire series is I don't like Miss Starfish as a name. <laughs> I, I mean, it's got the space thing to it, I guess, yeah. but like. Miss Caviar is already a good fish name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're they're going to get out to some stuff. Um, uh, I, I guess, like, one of the, the other tropes to go to is, like, a, a new form of Metabot is created, and it's evil, and they have to fight against it. Yeah, um, that's, that's my prediction. Okay, yeah. Is, uh, uh, like, evil clones. <laughs> um, the other thing you could do, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but organic metabots yeah that is i mean that's you know we're going or, down the list of things that zoids yeah. does uh <laughs> or um people who are secretly metabots but we we might have gotten that already we don't yeah. know <laughs> uh oh man um i mean yeah m- my predictions are we're going to focus on new people which we've already known that's why metabots stopped being popular because <laughs> they switched up the cast um other than that like i I generally don't have any predictions for this completely different television series that I have not seen yet. <laughs> this completely different television uh, series that you have not seen and is made by the exact same people, at, like one higher like uh, a floor in the office building they're in. <laughs> and came out a week after the season finale yeah. of this television program. Yeah, but you know what? Still a different television series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they. I don't even know if they moved... They've moved floors. I think they just changed the sign on the front of the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, what do you? How about a uh, uh, next question? Is favorite team of the season and favorite match, world championship or otherwise? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I mean, Team France. It's got to be Team France, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Team France match or the Team France team? The Team France team. Uh, Team France and Team Czechoslovakia, I think, are at the top of my list somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Team Czechoslovakia, yeah, I, I guess we'll just say uh, the Czech team is definitely the best team. As, I mean, we didn't see the fight, but definitely the best team. Um, <laughs> uh, the French team, they got strong looks, but like the fight was bad. And the best part of that episode was not the fight. Um my favorite team of the season might actually be uh, Metabi Koji and Peppercat, which is weird. Yeah, that's that, I don't like yeah, that. that was I don't f- like that being my. <laughs> no, like I, I agree though. That was a that was a good team, and I think especially like uh, Sam, Icky, and Koji is is a good team as well. Mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. that was interesting to watch, like the training around that they did and all that kind of stuff. 
like definitely LA added to it. Like, yeah, I really like that. I, like, I'm a big fan of like, I'm a big fan of those. I love romantic comedies. I love musicals. So stuff like Step It Up, <laughs> right, where, where it's like, oh, he's from the streets. She's a class and trained ballet dancer, and now they're in a dancing competition together. Like, I, I ate that shit up in high school. Yeah. So like, to see that happen, but in Metabots, I, I really liked it. Yeah, and, um, like and like to think about like all the different iterations of Team Japan. Like uh, the mm-hmm. Sam one is my favorite. I yeah. I feel like if done differently, the Sloan combo I might edge it out for me, and that's just because I would like to see them use Totalizer in a much more interesting way tactically yeah. in a longer fight. But we're not yeah, going to get yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, and my my big problem with that is I've already I've made peace with my Similodon design problems. Yeah. Um, still don't like how Similodon looks. That has not changed. Warbon bumped up a couple notches. Similodon is exactly the same, you know, poo poo design. Um, Keith Turtle also doesn't, I also don't like his design. So, like, you have Metabi, Similodon, and Keith Turtle in the same. First of all, that that's a very yellow forward, like, team. Yeah. And I, I would like, a, you know, a mixture of colors in there. Um, it, also, it would like, yeah, it would work. We would as, have one good design and two yeah. bad ones. It, it would with a slight redesign for Similodon and Totalizer. It would work mm-hmm. as an enemy team because they would they would all be yellow and it, they would feel cohesive. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, God, I hope Keith Turtle and and Similodon uh, get a nice redesign in Dimashi because <laughs> yeah. it seems like everybody is. Uh, um, let's see here. I I kind of like the uh, the Robo Emperor. Uh, Medibi Similodon team. But most of what got me there was that match was so good. Yeah. I think it was probably my favorite match of the season. I, I expect you to say that. I think it's a little long for me. And I know we talked about this in the episode. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's good, but like... Uh, I just really like the uh, the destruction of the ground. So the uh, like the enemies can't get to you. And then like the suicide. Um, Victor grabbing one of his allies and using it as a shield. Like that is like very long fight. Yeah. Um, and, but and like it, it is, they back proved to... they proved right there. They can do these fights. It wasn't that they didn't have the ability to, they chose to focus on the more emotional aspects of the show, yeah. which I love as well. Um, and, and like the good thing about that fight is it leans on what made previous meta fights good. And that's these kind of like, mm-hmm. you have these tools how do they interact with the environment? That kind of stuff. It, it's not like they made the fight longer by like leaning in on shonen like trump card mm-hmm. tropes, which thank God they didn't. Uh. Uh, clearly, your favorite uh, match was Calm Before the Storm, where uh, uh, Belmont's uh, Marine Killer got shot for seven seconds straight. Actually, I, <laughs> I was going to say that, uh, like thinking back through at least just the... Um, the fights that happen in uh, uh, the the tournament, like mm-hmm. I know, like I I'm not huge on that episode, but I think that fight might be my favorite fight of the tournament. It just it's like it's just a fundamentally good match. It does some new inventive things. I wish they used the the alternate terrain feature more more than one episode, but like uh, that 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 episode really sells how good the Iceland team is without. With, and still having fucking warband has stomped them to death. Like mm-hmm. it's just that's a it was a good fight. Um, I think other than that, like expanding it to like all of season two and season one, I'm trying to think if there's. Oh, I I think I have the answer. It hit me. Yeah, 
both of our favorite, uh, the best team and the best match team, Medibi, Rakusho, Crosser Dog, Keith, Turtle, uh, Rintaro, um, uh, Cantaroth. Uh, yeah, Cantaroth, uh, Pepper Cat, uh, St. Nurse the Nasty, and uh, Brass as Medibi G fighting Babby Blue. Oh, God, yeah. How could we forget? That That actually, that was also a very good fight. Uh, it was a good like, fight and a good team. Never would have expected them to, like, do, like, such a um, good, like, riff on, on like, kaiju stuff. Like, it, they really sell it. Uh, yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing, because I, I went back and rewatched it, because um, I just I wanted to watch that fight again. Um, the the girls are the one doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> Medibi's calling out the shots, but <laughs> well, Brass well, Medibi is, is the one hitting the buttons. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But, like... He says something, he's like headcannons, and Brass goes headcannons and presses the headcannon button. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, they're all powering it. Metabee's doing most of the work, but like, they all have to power it as well. But yeah. Brass is the one pressing the buttons to shoot the missiles, <laughs> which, which I really like. Yeah. Brass is the one who gets things done. Um, I do want to throw it out there, uh, you know, really early, the, the, that like first, um, uh, Pepper Cat Metabee match is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, episode one. <laughs> Ep- episode one is a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you know, this is going to sound like a joke. I really liked the um, the Sweden Sour team. The, yeah, the team composition was good. Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, there are so the- many interesting, cool things you could do with that team that I can't believe I'm about to say this. I hope they show back up in season three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hope they're not... Um, yeah, I hope I hope a team with that composition shows back up. Or least. that they reuse those Metabot designs or something like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, like again, I, I love a bunny bot. I I like the, the rabbit metal with the, the speeding everyone up. Yeah. Like, Fossil Cat's still a horrendous name for a cute magical girl plain robot. But yeah. like <laughs> a good team comp that worked well, and even if they weren't seducing their enemies like would have won most of those fights anyway hands yeah. down um good team comp um i'm not gonna say a great match because a lot of that match was no one doing anything and the men be getting stepped on yeah <laughs> but in the horniest way ma- possible uh <laughs> yeah, just just the heel ground into his chest yeah um it's going back through season one to see if we can find any good fights. Uh, the Banal Metabots fight was really good too, um, with the yeah, the, yeah, the car yeah. Metabots. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just a good episode in general. Um, I like the Gimme Ghost. Gimme Ghost was good. Yeah, Gimme, the a Gimme solid Ghost episode was like eh, but like I don't know. I just like the Gimme Ghost. <laughs> um, the like I I really like that fight. Um, probably more so than it deserves because yeah, it it is meddling. Um, <laughs> but like. The the emotion of that episode leading up to the fight of it being spooky. Yeah. And then Iggy deciding his uh, special technique is just to shoot a lot of bullets. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then that working, that is, uh, well, I guess Phantom Thief Retort cheated. But, like, his special technique of just shoot a lot, like, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, worked well. Um, especially after, like, the ramp up of horror up until that point. Um, hmm. I'm good, if, I'm good to move on. I'm good to move on. Like, oh, I, I think um, we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't think of another like great team that stands out looking over this list. 
Uh, it might um, have been Rikusho, but that's that's a shipping thing. Uh, yeah, we, I absolutely. We really like, never get to see them fight side by side in a way that's really like actually fun and, and engaging. Yeah. Um. After he left, he and Metabi were never really like in the same room, yeah. even during like this entire metal thing. Rikusho reacted to Metabi's heart at a distance, but like never looked him. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't help him during the final fight. Like he wasn't he wasn't one of the Metabots in the the Metabi G, which imagine Rikusho being the heart. Of Meta BG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he gave him his power, I guess, but like, it's still, whatever. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Pacific Rim hadn't come out yet, so they didn't know they should have pe- put them in the cockpit together so they could be drift compatible, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. And then Meta BG would have had like Rikusho horns and a sword arm. Yeah. That's when you mix the two designs together. Um, do you think, do you think Baton was a medallion or just a robot? I mean, no, Baton was just a robot. That was explicit. Uh, which is weird, yeah. but <laughs> I just I just gotta double check as we're going through here. Um let's see. Uh next question was which character deserves their own show? Who absolutely got robbed? Rakusha deserves his own show. Uh flat out. I wanna know what he and the parrot are up to. Uh, uh I mean I would watch it. Um, yeah. I'm not um, thirsting for it. Yeah, uh, uh, like an explicit like Phantom uh, Phantom Renegade like Phantom Thief retort show would be good. Uh, we've already talked about how Sloane like mm-hmm. deserved more development at least. They deserved like a, a a couple episodes dedicated to him. Um, Rintaro like should have gotten another episode or two or something. Well, I think it's weird he didn't. I'm glad he didn't. I don't want to <laughs> see that terrible little gremlin. Yeah. Um, but it's weird he didn't get more love. Um, if if I could write a spinoff show, it would be Karen, Arika, and Sam. They'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be they are the main characters. With and like Miss Caviar as the character that they're, they're touching base with a lot kind of thing. Miss like Caviar is essentially, yeah, they're, they're Phantom Thief Retort at, at that point in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if, if I could do that, you know, have these three girls to be very competent at what they do. Uh, Brass, um, Pepper Cat, and uh, Saint Nurse the Nasty is actually a really good team matchup. <laughs> like like um, design wise, you got the defensive, you got uh, the hyper offensive in your face melee fighter at Pepper Cat, and then you have Brass, who is um, one of the best shots in Metabots. I think that'd be great. You, you get the idiot boys as just the bumbling comedy characters on the side. You yeah. make it maybe a little bit more uh, investigation focused or something. Fucking icky in the screws is the funniest thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. It'd be good. I, I, it makes sense. Like they're just hanging yeah. out and like, you know, getting into trouble, like buying comic books, that kind of stuff. Well, so let's say the show is, like I said, uh, a little bit more intrigue focused. Uh, Arika's an investigative journalist. Maybe there's a problem with the Metabot Corporation and there's like some corporate espionage going on or something. Karen's involved. They grab Sam because contrivance part. Sam's just there for some reason one day. And they're like, oh, help us out. And they just stick around because that's what Sam does. She just sticks around. <laughs> um, I, I think that'd be fun. And then you get the boys going, oh, we got to protect them and just messing it up the entire time. The girls <laughs> got to save them. I think that'd be a fun kid show. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think like anyone really got robbed. Sloan did not get his moment. Um, but like I was never attached to Sloan. <laughs> I did. That is the fault of Sloan not getting a lot of development, 
but like I don't feel like I'm missing something, you know? Yeah, I think um, Henry should have been in a lot more of the end. It's it's messed <laughs> up that Henry was not in the end. Uh, and I I know I I say that part as the bit, uh, you know, because Henry is not the same person as Hikaru and uh, isn't the Phantom Thief Retort of the Phantom Renegade. But you know how they could have like solved that whole problem is by having Henry show up more at the end of this tournament arc and like you know had him be confronted by Patra and Joe at like w- while he's working at the the concession stand or something. Imagine imagine after the last episode, like he's standing there in his mask and takes it off and like hugs Joe and Patra. Yeah. Like after the whole metal thing, like he, like they forgive him as he learns to forgive himself. Yeah. Like that would be very powerful. Um, I mean, especially with all the 10 days of darkness stuff, I really, I figured that they would have played heavier into the whole end of the show and they really don't. (laughs) Yeah. But how good of an end did we get with him where like he like said, like in the sub, he knew he had to kill his metabot and it took him 10 days to gather the courage to kill his friend. Yeah. I, I like just, that is, I, I wish oh. we got more about the three of them. Uh, and we yeah, just, yeah, we yeah. don't, uh, <laughs> and I think we got too much, um, background as it is to get that prequel series that I was wanting last season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or like we might still get an OVA, but like <laughs> now you know how it ends. <laughs> Uh, there yeah. was 10 days of darkness and then henry stabs him and uh then g- got a job at 7-eleven almost immediately afterwards oh man they really should have had joe or patrick show up before the tournament arc uh because like you know like the the fucking canadian ice cream guy doesn't even show up for like the 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 canadian team and that just feels like I I get that they wanted to make a particular kind of episode, but I feel like the, the that's chaff you could cut to like I don't know make this end a little bit more juicier. Uh. You know, um, if we want to change things around, um, Rint- Rintaro could have been an American. He could have, yeah. I I think that would have explained a little bit um, why he's a protagonist, but not but he's just a side character. Yeah. Um, make him related to Joe. Make him hate uh, Hikaru instead of idolize him. The show doesn't change. Not really. Um, that's just changing things for changing things, I suppose. Yeah. But um, that's basically some, it. I mean, yeah, I, that, I, that would tie Joe into something ahead of time. At, at least I would have liked some of the like season one, like uh, like one shot characters who do show up at the end, the like the end end of the show. I would have uh, liked to have like. Maybe at like the beginning of the tournament arc or right before like the end of the tournament arc, get give uh, them a spot to like just be reminded they exist. Like have mm-hmm. you know the ankle biters show up in a background shot or like beating the crap out of somebody or something like that. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually satisfied with Mister Mister Referee's storyline. How about you? Yeah. Um. I mean, well, I mean, you know, uh, uh can't wait to see where he keeps going. Uh, like he might he's not just... be in season three for you. I, I mean, again, the series is over. I'm never going to see these characters again. Yeah. You have an entire other season left. Um, but no, I, I think we got just enough of a peek at like the emotions of the man behind like the bow tie that I'm, I'm completely satisfied. I wouldn't even say he should have had an episode to himself. I think he did great. Oh yeah. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't call it an arc, but like we, we got, we consistently get Mr. Referee moments that like, he does feel mm-hmm. like a fully realized character and I'm sure mm-hmm. he will continue to be like a fully realized character whose job it is to go meta match, start 
and <laughs> like that guy has a fully realized character like development and like emotions he did like, almost die that's the, multiple times yeah like that's how good the show is is the guy who just goes okay fight okay stop fighting like is a character um i would have really liked to see um chicken seller like outright explain more about the the rabbits thing he had rabbits for two episodes yeah that was weird i don't know what's going on with that uh but i don't know <laughs> i'm willing for chicken seller to remain a man of mystery uh yeah, uh, I guess we have the last question. Do you want to take it? Um, we actually we have two more questions. Um, Do we? Oh, yeah. So uh, next I, we have, yeah I can't count. Uh, this is this is a longer one. Uh, last time we picked out metabots, uh, but do we have teams that we want to pick out? Either a team of established bots each, teams that would work well with the bots we created, or a third to fill a, a, a gap in uh, our R two. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really want to think about making a full team to go with my bot or a full team, period. Uh, I know you yeah. actually have played the game, so I'm sure you have a, a favored team, maybe. Uh, you, I, did, I guess you didn't get far enough to actually get three whole metabots, but... Um, I've, I've played a little more. Yeah. Uh, if if we were to put both of our metabots on a team yeah. and we needed a third, I, I think it would have that's... to be a... Yeah, we would need a flying one. We would need a, a, yeah. a bird bot. <laughs> or, because um, both of ours were like a good combination of defense and offense. And we're both like pretty like speed focused. Yours was mm-hmm. more of a shooty. Mine was a shooty and a stabby. I feel like we need a big boy. We need a, a big boy yeah. or a status boy. Yeah. Like a Shirley bear, like a big, like a, a big, like gravity fucker up to do something or like, I'll you know, a time down. bunny or, you know, whatever. <laughs> give us, give us a robot emperor. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you get a big boy, a power boy and a heel boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was trying to think of, uh, if I would have an individual team and it's like, yeah, but then I'd have to, I'd have to fight Colin in the tournament. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. We're, we're a team, you and I, um, and I, I, I was trying to think of, uh, like, I don't want St. Nurse on our team. Okay. I'm going to say it. St. Nurse, the nasty still creeps me out. <laughs> Love Karen to death. Uh, I like St. Nurse, but I noticed in season two, they didn't show as much of her arms as before. No, we did get a crane kick in a Matrix reference from St. Nurse, the nasty. Yeah. But um, I don't want Keith Turtle. <laughs> I don't like Keith Turtle. <laughs> the problem is all the like the defensive and status-inflecting metabots, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to go offense focus. Let's grab uh, Wargreymon. <laughs> yeah sure why not uh he could probably fly who's gonna, who's gonna stop us he'll make a big fireball and throw it at people uh <laughs> um do you want the last question yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think like we didn't see other than uh the takoyaki we didn't see any food-based metabots which i would love but uh i don't like seafood and it kills you yeah so um well i can um, i can have fish and stuff i just can't have shellfish no. um and i do I, really love fish Takiyaki's fine, but like if I'm gonna like give me a ramen making metabot or something. Give me you know? a booze bot. <laughs> a booze bot. Uh, we have the heroin bot. You don't want a heroin bot? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Last question. Um which character had the hardest turn for you from opinion of them from season one to season two? Either good or bad. Um we get a lot of these. I, I think a lot of people uh shifted around. Um, like, I definitely, like, I, uh, 
I think pretty much my opinion of everybody improved over time. Nobody really got, I, I, I didn't, there's no one I was like, oh God, I just hate to see them now. Um, so like nobody, but also I don't think there, I had like any, I don't have, think I had a turnaround in the same way that you might've had a turnaround on Icky over the course of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a piece of shit, but like at least towards the end, his friend died and then he yeah. felt bad. Um, and then... I think I ultimately warmed up to Similodon, but I really still don't like Similodon. Uh, I like Similodon's character better. Yeah. Um, but like the whole Koji Similodon thing is I see where they were going with it. And maybe if I was, uh, you know, a native Japanese speaker and I was able to get some of the, the inflections out of the words, um, from the sub, I, I think maybe the emotions would have hit me a little better. Um, cause they came across very emotionally reserved, seemingly on purpose, uh, due to their station, I get, um, but like, it didn't resonate very strongly with me. And then the sub or in the dub, I didn't get really much of anything from the two of them growing closer. <laughs> yeah. Cause Kochi, uh, originally Similodon was his friend, but also a tool. And eventually like, he's like, I don't care about this tournament. I don't care about the metaphors. I just care about my friend, which, which is a, a growth for him. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I didn't feel that really come natural. Like Koji, it just seemed to every part of that is the disjointed, um, part of season two. Like it was so disjointed. Yeah. Um, for us, uh, maybe again in uh, sequential order that comes through a little more naturally, but it seemed like he'd be at one level and then like on the next episode, he's like, Oh, I'm up here now. The next episode, he's like, Oh, I'm here. I, I mentioned a few episodes back how all of a sudden Icky and Koji are friends Yeah, <laughs> towards the end. Um, it, like before then they, they were still more rivals. I feel and yeah. then towards the end, they're like, I will, I will die for you, my friend. Well, like, when is that, um, when is that, that first, like, local tournament? When does that happen? What episode is that? Because that's, that's kind of, like, that's the point where I guess we're supposed to say, okay, Icky and, oh. Icky and, and, and Ko- Koji are friends now. Yeah, the first local tournament, you, you mean when, uh, Metabee wasn't listening to Icky and lost, and then Koji just slapped the shit out of Icky and sent him flying? Yeah. <laughs> that's when they became friends? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when Koji in front of everyone in Japan just beat the shit out of Hiki. Oh, yeah, yeah, because then they had a respect match later and they were friends again. Okay. I guess that's, okay. that's really early because that's for better or for worse yeah. part one and two. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm that, wrong on that. Uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, it was after me and my Shadow Sword. I really think the turning point for Koji was getting his ass in him in a, like a worldwide arena. Yeah. And saying, you are the weakest link because you're boring. You're boring <laughs> you wear the same pants every day and you don't switch up your sword attacks um oh, man um, like i i like koji um i, I kind of liked him more at the beginning of the show because he was this like shitty like snot-nosed r- rich rival and like <sighs> i haven't felt the rivalry really since like maybe started using the metaphors on demand i don't know like i liked him better towards the end because they dropped a lot of the karen stuff um, yeah, and we yeah, just the got them having a good garbage. friendship, and I feel yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. like I'm fine to lose the snotty rivalry thing for for that added mm-hmm. like little relationship that we well, that's got. fair. Um, he, here's someone who's changed from the beginning to the end. Uh, sea Slug was one of my favorite characters in Metabots at the beginning, and at the end he deserved that, and is also one of the best like fictional characters of all time now. <laughs> yeah. So he went uh, I, from really good to amazing for you, and that's a pretty big jump. Uh, <laughs> um, 
like I like Sea Slug because you know he was goofy. Um, I liked his hair. <laughs> like he didn't have a whole lot, but like I'm like this is the the rubber robot I really like. Yeah. I was not expecting like uh, the the kind of like touching backstory that we got for Squid Guts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Well, here here actually is one, um, and this is probably because of how how early the shrimpy stuff was put into the show and into like Carrie season one. We loved shrimpy in season one, and shrimpy basically isn't in season two. I almost forgot that shrimpy was there half the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think part of that is be just due to uh, episode order. Yeah. Because Shrimpy was in charge during Mother of All Row Battles. Yeah. And Sea Slug wasn't even part of the Rubber Robos. He got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was episode uh, 39. <laughs> and then once he failed, let the meta games begin, the next day, Sea Slug is in charge of the entire new operation they're doing. Yeah. Um, which is still crazy to me. Like... <laughs> having those two plans work out together um but yeah we i i think the other part of us not liking trimpy as much is uh because we started getting more miss caviar and miss tuna head like we got that at the beginning obviously um the spy who row battled me um came before like the shrimp downfall of shrimpy but, like yeah. we started getting more peppering of miss caviar so every time we saw the rubber robos you and i were more like i love me some tuna head and caviar <laughs> um I, I I know that's definitely it for me, and I know like going back and list the podcast, hardly a time they show up that we're like, yeah, but like Miss Caviar though. Yeah, I mean Miss Caviar is fucking great. Uh... <laughs> One of the best characters in the show, but like, yeah. she was perfect and then ended perfect. Yeah, uh, she had no yeah. dips. Pretty much used like I I like she's not in the show a ton, but also like I feel like she's totally appropriately used in mm-hmm. like all the episodes that she needs to be there. She's she doesn't overstay her welcome either, and that's really great uh rakusha is the same way like yeah. i was like ramped up real quick on rakusha his first appearance was him surfing and rescuing a dog yeah like, you can't get cooler than that yeah um and like anytime you think like you could stop to think well wow, it'd be cool if rakusha showed up here rakusha does show up in that episode <laughs> yeah um god i'm really trying to think sam like i liked sam but i i kind of preferred spike at the very beginning just a little bit because he was funnier Oh, I one. was, I was always, but, I was always, yeah. uh, but I really like your pepper cat. Yeah. Like your, um, uh, like, uh, uh, sea slug was great. And then by the end, I thought he was the most amazing mm-hmm. character of all time. That's me and Sam. I started oh, yeah. out thinking that Sam was great. And like, by the end of Metabots, I'm like, this is, this is the true protagonist that we deserved. We should have gotten a Sam show. <laughs> yeah. But by me saying I preferred Spike, I mean, yeah. like they were both great. I yeah. loved them both, but like Spike had more. Um, like being the funny loser who kept losing at the very beginning of the show, he had just a little extra edge to him. Yeah. That little extra bump to give him like, Oh, I can see a plot happening here. <laughs> uh, whereas I'm not saying I liked him less as it went on, but that, um, that initial, that, that initial novelty of this guy's just garbage <laughs> at everything. Yeah. Uh, wore off. Um, I still enjoyed him, but like Sam, I was like, yeah, she's great. And then, like, the more we learned about her, and especially that Space Meta Ballerina X episode with her mom. Like, <laughs> God, I love that. It's like, that's one of the best episodes in the entire series, I think. Yeah. Um. Do we have anybody that we liked less? I, I don't. I mean, like, I, like, I've really been struggling to think of someone, and I don't think there is anybody that I like less 
than when the first time that I saw them. Like, I even like Aki more. Yeah. <laughs> and like Aki didn't do anything. <laughs> and he was still like, he's still kind of like, he was still the same level as shitty at the end of the episode. I just yeah. liked him. I, I think that, uh, getting, getting that, uh, the, the dance with the mantis at the end, at like the start of season two, like getting that Aki bit after all of the other Aki stuff might've helped me like Aki more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, there is one character that had a change in his plot line that really, uh, affected how I looked at him. Mr. Tenryo. Yeah. At the beginning of the series, I thought, oh, maybe he's working with the Metabot Corporation. Maybe he knows what's going on. Maybe he's like this, you know, he's hiding some big secrets. And he's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> he, I'm sorry. He's not a cop. He's a he's war a criminal. soldier cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like worse. Um, and like, I, I loved how romantic he was with his wife. But he also leaves her at home alone a lot and doesn't call her. Yeah. <laughs> so like... He, he can't love her that much. Go home. Stay home. You got a you got an eight year old kid who's going on TV and you're not cheering for him at the stadium. And like your wife's home alone, inviting strangers into your bedroom <laughs> to try on your pajamas, in quotes. Come on, Mr. Tenry. Like, go home. <laughs> I, I, I think like that's the person who had like the, the most downfall. Like I still like him. Yeah, like I, still like him I, I feel like we we see him so rarely on screen that it's almost just kind of like, okay, this is the new fact about this man. But I don't know. Uh, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, in the sub, we do see him alive after his plane explode. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Briefly. But like, he didn't say, I have to eject now. <laughs> this plane just got shot with laser and I'm pretty sure we see him later he might have just died and no one cared which seems <laughs> seems rude I want to say that I remember seeing a, like a parachute after that explosion but uh, I don't know uh, I'm not going to go back and rewatch it uh. <laughs> the parachute was just reused from Skyward Yo yeah <laughs> Um, I think I think that's all the questions, unless that, you got something to no, bring up. No, that's everything. Well, wait, um, uh, Mitch, don't we have a very special question from a very special boy? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I finally sat down and watched an episode of Metabots with my son, Oliver. Um, he liked it, um, but he had a question. Why do the robots keep shooting people? <laughs> well, because it's a libertarian hellscape. <laughs> you know what? He's barely understanding the concept of money right now. I don't want to give more to Oh, him. yeah. No, 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 no. Don't introduce him to the, the idea of libertarianism until he's at least, like, 14. And even then, yeah. probably wait till later. <laughs> I That's one of the things I'm fine with him just learning in a book, going, oh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, play, he'll play Bioshock 37 or whatever one day, maybe, if, yeah. God forbid, he turns out to be a video gamer. Some one of his uh, friends will want to see the Zack Snyder uh, Atlas Shrugged adaptation that'll eventually bleh. come out decades from now. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, uh, all I said was, yeah, it's kind of messed up, isn't it, buddy? <laughs> that was it. That's That was, that was enough for him. <laughs> yeah, robots shouldn't shoot people. That's not yeah. nice. Um, yeah, I don't have any more questions. Um, you know, we still don't have an ending bit. <laughs> Maybe we can think of one while we do the rest of it. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Twitter on, uh, at Big Bad Beetle Boy, uh, spelled just like it sounds. 
Um, that's the best place to find me uh, right now. Maybe forever. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I might just decide uh, I'm never coming back. I'm going to start that uh, dot hack and flip the time detective podcast. That Colin <laughs> won't do with me. <laughs> well, what about you, Colin? Where uh, you you can find me on the internet at Pagetish. That's P A D G E T T I S H or Pagetesque. That's P A D G E T T E S Q U E. Uh, that's my private Twitter. Feel free to send me a request. Maybe I'll let you, let you see the dirty tweets. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, I guess when, oh, but yeah, by the time this comes out, I think, I think, uh, either right before this or the following weekend, uh, I'll be on Wow Cool Robot again, uh, to reprise my role to talk about, um, uh, Shars Counterattack. So that should be a fun time. Uh, basically the, all of the previous hosts are, are coming on for that one. So it should be a time basically. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited for you to go back to a mech anime that's not as good as Metabots. I, uh, Mitch, I've I've started doing uh, uh because I'm the only person who uh, in this group who has actually seen it. Uh, I volunteered to uh, do the summary notes for it, and uh, let me tell you, it took me an hour to get through the first fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> uh, but that's no, I mean, you. like you know, it's a movie. They're front loading a lot of the stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's going to speed mm-hmm. up from there. But like, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be a time. Um, how many words do you have to write down to get war is bad? (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm doing something wicked, Mitch. (laughs) Do we need to close out with some ASMR? Is that what's going on? Oh man. I mean, as long as we don't close out with Bazinga, (laughs) we actually, we can't cut it there. We can't cut it yet because we haven't told people that we're going to be taking a month off. Uh, we're going to take four weeks off. We did a good job making the podcast after four weeks. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to, we are going to do Metabots Damashi slash Metabots season three. At least I am, I guess, Mitch, you're, you've made it mysterious as to whether or not you will return or not. Uh, well, I've got to come back. Um, <laughs> I got to find another way to rope you into a different, like worse podcast. But, um, I was really hoping we could end it with you saying Bazinga. Man!